Hey, Action Alerts Plus members, it's Chris Versace here, once again joined by Bob Lang, as we get ready to you know, share our behind-the-scenes conversations with you, otherwise known as the latest installment of the Action Alerts Plus, or AAP, podcast. Hey, Bob, happy, uh, happy Monday, I guess. Great to be with you, Chris. And uh, I'm out in California now for another another day or so, and it's uh, it's absolutely beautiful, gorgeous weather here today. And uh, Bob, nobody uh, nobody on the East Coast who's freezing wants to hear that. Well, that I know, and uh, you know, uh, don't be jelly, Chris. You know, so that, that's okay. So I, you know, we're, I'm here for a couple of a uh, couple of days visiting family, and um, but you know, it does doesn't mean I can't work. And I'm always I'm here with you on Monday, and uh, looking forward to. Uh, Putting out some great stuff for uh, for our subscribers in this uh, podcast today. Uh, myself as well. I guess if I'm jelly, Bob, that makes you peanut butter. So <laughs> I have to say it quite that way. So, but before we get going, you know, there, there's a bunch of stuff we want to talk about. It's actually quite a. It's going to be a very interesting week ahead, uh, given given a variety of economic data that we'll be getting. But let's let's do something and just talk about um, the portfolio because you know. I, I don't want to sound like we're slapping ourselves on the back, but I will say that, you know, I think some of the things that we positioned the portfolio for several weeks ago have really started to bear fruit. Um, you know, case in point, you know, Axon, you know, we, we trimmed that back uh, last week. That was a, I, I have to be honest, even I was surprised by how far, how fast that stock moved since we put it in the portfolio. It, you know, the thesis was very much confirmed with their earnings report, but holy cow, Bob, 50%. 50% in six weeks, five, six weeks. That's crazy. Yeah. And and you see, it, it, it runs along the theme that we've been trying to map out for subscribers over the past couple of months, trying to get away from the higher beta technology-related names. Now, obviously, I know we, we you, you've already touched upon Axon having they sell their software and so forth, but still, it's a hardware company and they still sell um, weapons and uh, uh, tasers to, and 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 cameras. Well, they do, they do, they do, right? they, they do. But I, I, I think, I, I think you're you're on the right path with this because one of the things that we really tried to lean into, and we, we've seen this with you know with ChargePoint, Vulcan Materials, United Rentals, areas where we know there's clearly defined spending to be had you know, balance of 2022 into 2023 and beyond. And, you know, Biden has earmarked a lot of dough um, for, uh, for law enforcement, police, uh, fire rescue, that sort of thing. And this plays right into um, the transformation over at Axon to body cameras, which ties into uh, the software as a service and, and the variety of digital offerings that they have. So it's really like an evolving story. But but key here is it's an example. It's just the latest latest example, really, of how we've tried to, like I said, lean into those more defined areas of spending and avoid the uh, uncertainties, if you will, of say the PC market, what's going on with uh, data center uh, spending, that sort of thing. Yeah, and 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 also um, as it relates to uh, to to uh, Axon Axon Enterprises, you know, you'd be hard pressed to find any stock out there in the in the in the universe that is that is uh, accelerated as this name has not just in the price Chris but also in their in their earnings and their in their guidance you know I think what, what's what's been really um, enlightening here about our portfolio for the past um, couple of months is the fact that a lot of the names that we have especially some of the newer names we've added to the portfolio not only 
came out with strong earnings, but they came out with really strong guidance for 2023. You talk about Pepsi, uh, the previously mentioned Axon, uh, Elevance, Lockheed Martin, uh, AMN Healthcare. I mean, and, and so so just those five names there, and then SIBO as well, to six names. So if you talk about six names out there, um, completely unrelated to each other, and you know we've been able to you know select. So I, I think. What's nice to see is that this market is starting to return to more of a stock picking environment instead of just a market picking environment. So in other words, instead of just finding a whole group that's going to perform well versus the rest of the market, we can try and pick and choose and be selective and find the names that are going to outperform on their own. I think that's right. I think that's right. I, I think the other ones that I would toss in there was Clear Secure, which you know, as we're taping this on November 14th, they put out a great earnings report. Uh, they also declared that special dividend a nice little treat. And earlier today, we actually not only upped our price target to 30 b -b -b bucks, but we also um, we also uh, increased the portfolio's position. One, because we, we like the story that's unfolding, but two, we do like to capture uh, that dividend stream. Um, but the other two that I've noticed, Bob, that have quietly creeped up, um, uh, American Waterworks and Costco. Costco's back around, I want to say, um, you know, five five fifteen. I think as 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 we're chatting right now, um, you know, it wasn't that long ago. It was you know four eighty four eighty five something yeah. like that. So that's really come up nicely. American Waterworks as well. Um, let Let's use Costco though as kind of the, the the pivot for the coming days, right? Because we know, despite what you know, the little tick lower in the CPI for October, we know food prices continue to be high, energy prices continue to be high, and I don't just mean I don't mean just prices at the pump, right? We're we're talking about uh, energy to the home, right? Where consumers are going to start feeling, especially now with the colder weather that's coming, but. That October CPI print, Bob, uh, you know, you and I talk about this quite a bit offline, and I, I think the market was uh, surprised by that number, and I think it uh, read too much into that one data point. I think we need more confirmation there, um, but it really popped the market last week. So, you know, you, were, you mentioned earlier today when you and I were chatting that the markets, you know, this morning was a little overbought. Yeah, and and I think what happened on Thursday, Chris, was uh, a manifestation of of pent up demand. I think there's a lot of people who were wishing and looking and hoping for any excuse to try and put money to work. And uh, from that from that point, we we were up. Uh, I mean, let's just let, let's just excuse the first uh, 90 seconds of um, the futures when they popped 92 handles right after that release happened. So from that point on. I think the S&P 500 is up about 100, 150 uh, S&P points, which is about 5%. Again, just eliminating that 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 first opening opening uh, salvo from the uh, from the futures after the CPI print. So it's 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 been a it's been a long a, a long strong move that that people have had a, a, an opportunity to to add add risk. And I think what we heard from uh, Chris Waller, who is a very influential. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fed uh, official over the weekend is that he feels like you know people got ahead of themselves quite a bit um, putting putting risk capital to work here and w without the understanding that um, you know they're, they're, the Fed is going to remain um, uh, aggressively hawkish for a, a long period of time they're 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 not thinking about backing off uh, rate hikes anytime soon and if they when they do uh, rates are going to be high for a lot longer. Right. I, I think that's 100 percent correct. He, he seemed to call out the notion of don't fixate on 
you know, the size of forthcoming interest rates. Just understand that, you know, what really matters is where are we when we're done? And he his comments seem to indicate that A, they're not sure, but B, as you pointed out, even when they're done, it's a whole different thing, right? Stopping at an elevated level from actually cutting the first time. And I don't think there's any indication out there that we should expect anything like that in 2023. Yeah, yeah, that that's correct. And you know, what's really troublesome though is the fact that you know here we have another Fed official who's trying to manage expectations in the market, and that I don't like that. Um, I I I want to see. I want to let the markets respond to data when it comes out, not to some official who says, "Hey, hey guys, you shouldn't have been buying it." The market. Um, when you did, why don't you wait until a little bit later on and then just, you know, uh, go all in or, or whatever. I, I, but, I but, really but, have a hard you, time with somebody managing the uh, managing the markets like that. I, I agree with you, but yeah, you kind of have to wonder, like, is, is his job being sent out kind of like a knight, right, from the uh, round table of Powell to say, look, the market totally missed this. Like, they're reading into something that, you know, we're not sure is going to happen. You know, we're going to continue to be going, as Powell said recently, higher for longer, not necessarily 75, could be 50, could be a string of 50s, could be, you know, a string of 25s, whatever it is. But ultimately, rates are still going higher. And I, I think they see what happened last week and they just go like, oh, my God, they missed it. They're, they're not hearing what we're saying. And, and what's interesting is that if you remember at the last Fed meeting um, a couple weeks ago, um, there was one reporter that came up and, and told Powell, said, Oh, Chairman Powell, I don't know if you've noticed the market, stock market's gone up while you've been talking here. And 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 Powell just came in and, and poured cold water over that in a hurry. And we had a huge reversal. I think we were up about 40 or 50 handles. We ended up mm -hmm. being 100 by the yeah, end yeah. The, then down even further the following day. Yeah, no, you're 100 percent correct. Well, let's let, let's just dig into the CPI thing, because, you know, there were really from my analysis of the report, there are really three key factors that kind of hit. Right. One was the decline in used cars. OK, that's fine. We, you know, not surprising. I actually think that's pretty good for new cars. Um, it probably says that there's more availability of new cars, which kind of ties in with the notion that the supply chain issues continue to improve. Uh, people would, in my you know, guesstimation, would if they're going to pony up, they'd rather buy a new car than an old car as auto loans go higher. Um, second was in apparel. Again, no real surprise there, given what we've heard from retailers about those bloated inventories. And we'll get a real litmus test as to how bad the use of um, discounting and sales are on the margin front this week when a slew of retailers report. Mm -hmm. Everybody from Walmart, Costco, sorry, not Costco, Walmart, Target, Kohl's, um, trying to Home think Depot. who else. Home Depot reports Lowe's. and some and some others. Lowe's. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's It's, it's going to be a busy, busy week. Um, and then the third area that led to the declines in CPI were medical services, which I was I was really surprised to see that. But I, I think when we put those when we look at those three, I, I don't really know that we're going to see a repeat of those influences on the PPI number. No, I agree with that. And uh, so the PPI number <coughs> looks like year to date, uh, year over year headline number is looking for an 8.3, Chris, and came in at 8. Yeah, down down from 8.5, right? Yeah. But, still very hot, you know. I mean, I. Well, I, but that—that's the thing, right? So, so core is supposed to be, you know, 7.2% unchanged month over month. So let's let's just say for fun, they come in slightly lower. Still a big distance. So maybe sure. maybe what happens is people go, oh oh oh, 
a little more progress. So maybe it doesn't have to be 75 in December. Maybe it's more 50, but that doesn't mean that that is going to stop anytime soon. Right. And and until they, you know, I, you know, I, I, I don't know, Chris, I'm, I'm just doing the math in my head. It seems 7% is far away from the Fed's 2% goal, isn't it? I, I may be wrong, but I'm, I don't know. Um, you know, let me let, let me break out my uh, yardstick and uh, measure the distance. But I'm going to say I'm, I'm going to say it's still far. pretty far. Yeah, yeah, it's still pretty far. And, you know, and, and we, we we've talked about this in the past that in order to get there to that two percent target, we're going to need to see month over month data contracting. It's the only way it's going to happen. For, so, uh, for for several months in a row. I mean, you know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And and as we said last week, you know, one one month or one data point a trend does not make. So we really need to see this. And I I suspect, you know, since our credibility isn't on the line with this the way the Feds is, I I bet they're really going to make sure that it's not two data points. It's it's three four data points before they really start to think about things. Right. And and what so I find what I what's interesting if you look at history. When um, when we when we were stuck with some of this high inflation back 40 something years ago, we saw inflation get up and, and stay for high and they it backed down a little bit, but it came right back up again. So it was extremely sticky for months. I think I want to say for about 24 months, Chris, we had elevated inflation even while the Fed was 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 raising interest rates right through that um, mm-hmm. inflation mm-hmm. level of eight, eight to eight to nine percent. So well, the. Um, just because it may be coming down slightly doesn't mean it's going to be coming down dramatically. Look, you, you could have a strep infection, be given uh, antibiotics, and you might feel better, but you know the infection can linger in the tonsils and you could get reinfected all over again. So it's similar to the notion that they are going to make sure, as Powell said, they will, they will stop when they know that the job is done. So, That's right. That's right. So it's 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 going to be quite a bit, but let's let's quickly talk about this because the market did pop last week. Um, you know, again, you were commenting that the market's overbought. There's a there's kind of a lot going on this week. Um, but talk to us about other. You know, yes, there was the inflation data. There was there was some short covering that unfolded in the market as a result, helping feed you know the market rally last week. But there's some other things on the technical front and other things that you watch, options expirations, for example, the VIX, Bob. What, what is that telling you about this market? Well, well, let's start from a, a top-down approach here and talking about overall conditions of the market. Um, are we in a, and I always start off by saying, are we in a bull market or a bear market? And it's just, I have an indicator that I use regularly and it's the monthly MACD, right? So it's mm-hmm. usually, um, I, I look at the end of the month print, Chris, at the end of the month, <clears throat> I look and see where the, the black line or the thick line is versus the thin line. And these are just uh, trajectory um, indicators for me. And when the black line is below the, the red line, which has been since January, February, we're in a, a bear market. When it flips up and then you get a confirmation reading, a, a, for which means the next month over, then we're in a bull market, but we're far, far away from that right now. So, you know, I, I look at things in from the context of what type of market we're in. We are still in a bear market and we have to use the bear playbook uh, accordingly, which you know, includes what we have in our portfolio. We have inverse ETFs. We've been doing a great job, you know, blunting a lot of volatility that we have seen in the portfolio since the uh, summer and the spring. But um, overbought conditions, yes. Um, you know, as for after after Thursday and Friday's uh, sharp moves up, oscillators are way over overbought. But on the weekly chart, weekly charts are starting to improve. You know, there's some targets up there around 4,000 to 4,100. 
close to that 200 day moving average on the S&P 500 is about 4070. So there, there's some areas and some room for um, the markets to run up again. But much like we had in the summertime, Chris, when you know we, we hit those targets, it failed miserably because of uh, you know this specter that the Fed was going to um, remain hawkish or be, become even more hawkish um, down the road. So um, so again, like you said, one print, one number of CPI doesn't make a doesn't make a trend. But uh, you know we certainly, uh, if it fails to uh, to to follow in the in the positive direction, markets are going to follow right behind and fail as well. So let, let's let's talk about that because we always you know try to have like a forward view, right, and kind of update this landscape mosaic, call it what you will. And last week we also heard that Meta platforms laying off, you know more than 10,000 people. Disney's going to make layoffs. Global foundries join the camp. You know, they're a chip company. Um, they're making layoffs. And then coming into this week, early this morning, uh, Amazon says it's going to lay off 10,000 people. Apple CEO Tim Cook says they're being very deliberate in their hiring. Um, you know, there were other layoff announcements. I'm sure we're going to get, unfortunately, more of those. You know, um, how I just don't see how those around the holiday season really get people in the mood to spend, right? I think if, I, I think of anything else, not only if you're laid off, are you gonna tighten your belt, but if your company's making mass layoffs, you're gonna tighten your belt anyway. So it, it really, you know, I, I understand that the market, you know, is trying to figure out what the Fed's gonna do 5075, but there's this whole other thing that's developing, right? Because the consumer is, you know, directly indirectly two thirds of the economic environment inside the United States, right? So if we have more people spending less, that's kind of a problem. Well, I also see um, service being a, a major issue, meaning if you're if you're ordering something online and it you're you know you're, you're promised or expecting it to come in a couple of days and it comes in two weeks. Um, and then there's also um, there, um, those things. Are you sound you 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 sound like you have a disgruntled uh, experience to share. No, not yet. But I mean, uh, during the holidays, I suspect that you know a lot of that um, a lot of that's going to go. And then also, you know, you go to you, if, if you're if you're doing some holiday shopping at Target or 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 um, a retailer or something like that, you're having trouble finding somebody to to help you, you know, get things checked out at the register, and or else I have to wait I, in enormous ginormous line. You know who wants to waste their time doing, you know, doing that. But that's 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 what we're going to be left with because, you know, people are are, are not working and and companies are not hiring and they're you know enough uh, support to get people out the door. I I refer what you just described to as the Macy's problem. Uh, I can't tell you <laughs> I, I can't tell you how many times pre-pandemic I can't tell you how many times the last few years before the pandemic that I would go into a Macy's and I would have to like it, it's like you you have a handful of stuff and you have to go like track down a clerk to ring you out. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah ridiculous. Well, yeah. Help, anybody help me want to want to help me check out here? No. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's why these, uh, you know, self checkout um, stations are great. You know, I've, I think they've basically given up on uh, I, 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 I'm a big fan of Sebastian Mascalco and he has a he had a routine talking about this where he would go in the grocery store and start, you know, throwing stuff through the through the machines when he's the grocery so it's like yeah they, he said basically they've given up trying to um train people who um who, who work at the stores and saying you know you come in the store you do it <laughs> well it's not it's, you check yourself out there there is a little bit of that but there's also other technologies i think um sam's club has it 
where you can scan and go, right? You can scan an item using the barcode and just walk out the door. I mean, yeah. it's great. Yeah. Um, but but the other issue though too is, and I, I don't wanna get too bogged down into this, but um, it does get back to the inflation issue, which is the continued step higher in minimum wages and what these companies have to pay to attract people. Um, right. You know, to your point about scanning machines and do it yourself, um, you know, once you bought that machine and paid for it, you're done. Yeah, that's right. It, and and you don't have to hire anybody. And then, you know, it, I think what uh, labor costs are probably the most uh, uh, is the largest part of uh, the expense for for companies out there. And that's, uh, they, they look to trim elsewhere. Right. But I, I would say that labor is probably the most expensive. Is that right? Well, you have to remember that it's not just, you know, salaries. Right. There's benefits. There's there, there's other other aspects to total comp that need to be factored in, right? So yeah, I mean, it's it's increasingly expensive. And, you know, just, just anecdotally, um, I went to go get uh, car inspected and, and some things like that. And they were, they only had one inspector in a place that usually has four or five. Right. And they they just, I was talking with the, the manager and he's like, we not only can we not get people, the people who come in, you should see what they're asking for. Oh, and I, I said to him, I go, is it that bad? He goes, let's just say the recession will fix a lot of things. Twenty twenty three. Lots. Yeah. Well, I mean, answered, right? yeah, yeah. That's a yeah, question. Yeah. So, so anyway, anyway, so this this whole thing, like with Amazon, just just getting back to this on the layoffs, just just to put in perspective, um, there is some talk that they are going to lay off around, say, 10,000 people, I think. But I was also reading, though, Bob, that I think. Uh, I want to let me just get this. I want to get this correct. That um, at the end of 2019, they had just shy of 800,000 employees, and at the end of 2021, it looks like they had 1.6 million full and part-time employees. So, uh, you know, uh, 10,000 on that number doesn't, doesn't seem move really the big. Really doesn't move the needle, does it? I mean, that's such a small amount, it, which tells you, I mean, it was it's some sort of token number to say, hey, look, you know what? We're contributing to the uh, um, uh, tight employment uh, situation right now. We want to loosen things up for you. Or are they saying that, um, you know, they, they really have uh, a lot of, uh, of fat around the around the edges they're just trimming around the edges here to try and, and get a little bit get a little bit lean? I can't imagine that that's going to make a big, huge difference, especially um unless it's around the holidays and then some of these support people are, are, are more needed than, than not. Well, I think, I, I think it probably ties more to uh, the stuff that we talked about in the roundup last week, where Amazon has said that they are examining non-profitable businesses, underperforming businesses, uh, including the Alexa business, which I was surprised to see thrown into that camp. Um, those, those devices were once pervasive and, you know, I don't, I don't see anybody using one anymore, uh, given privacy concerns, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if this layoff, you know, speculation is kind of tied to that as they shut down those underperforming businesses. And, and, you know, for, for members, you know, we've seen this before in the past from Amazon, well, they will, they will go into areas, they will see if they can make hay, disrupt it the way they have, you know, other areas in the past. And if they don't, they'll get out of it. I, I think probably one of the best known ones was when they were in the um, travel and ticketing business and they shut right. that several years ago. Yeah, yeah. And then how about the the fire phone and the, the you know, they had this little fire phone and it, it was it was a disaster. Their own little 
comp- trying to compete with with uh, at the Apple iPhone for a while there, and it just you know I I, I don't think it made it for a whole quarter, Chris. And then, and then just, uh, I didn't I did you you know I watched that space like a bird dog. I don't even remember remember that device. <laughs> so that ought to tell you such a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So so in it, um, but with Amazon and let, let's just touch on retail sales because when that number comes out in October. We ha- we have to factor in that Amazon had its October Prime event, the right. two day event, and I think that they're going to wind up seeing a real spike in digital shopping. Remember, too, Target was running something around the same time. Um, but you know, this retail sales number could be very interesting, uh, more so than usual, because consumer credit has continued to move higher, right? I, I, and we we continue to hear from airlines um, that people are traveling, which is obviously a positive for uh, our company, Clear Secure. Again, delivered those great numbers. Oh, oh, did I tell you what happened to me over the weekend? Tell I, had, uh, I, I had to fly to Albany and I, I was amazed at this because I, I have Clear, I also have, um, I have TSA Pre. So the combination, I parked the car at like 11.18 on Saturday. I, was, I had to walk into the airport, you know, move around, get to security and move through it. Seven minutes. Totally like blown the, away. Just like the old days when there was no security, right? <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. But I mean, it was it was great, and I I tweeted it out and such. But it was I I, I just that combination is unbelievable, and I, I do look forward to the soft launch of T, of Clear's uh, TSA PreCheck service later this year. Yeah, yeah. And uh, our 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 good our good friend uh, Sarah Silverstein, who uh, hosts the um, monthly call with us. Uh, did did uh, admit last time that she is a Clear Secure uh, subscriber. So you know, um, it it words getting out. I just how long until you join the camp, Bob? It it won't be long. I'm telling you, I'm, I've already <laughs> already I got TSA and Global Entry. I'm Clear Clear Secure is the next uh, the, it's the next step for me. So, all right. I just hope you pass the background check. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but but with retail sales, though, you know, it, what what I like about it, the timing of this is uh, because it will include October, that that will match up very nicely with all these companies that are reporting. So we'll be able to see who's winning share, who's losing share. I And I think, as usual, it's going to be a great uh, litmus test for Costco, which, I mean, just continues to win. I mean, really, but um, what else, what else do you got, Bob? Well, um, you know, being out here in California, uh, I, driving around, um, still seeing $7 a gallon gas, Chris. Um, it's amazing. Uh, I, I know energy is up. You know, we have the XLE, of course, in the, in the action plus portfolio, which has been doing really well. I think it's, I, I want to say it's at or near an all-time high, Chris. Um, and I think we're up about 12 or 13 percent. And it, which admittedly, we were late to the party in that in that in that mm-hmm. group. You know, I mean, we came in XLE. I want to say it was in the summertime, you know, well beyond when oil was was cooking um, after the start of the war with the, between U- U- Ukraine and the Russians. So we came late to the party on that thing. But I think it was a, a, a really good move just to add. Um, exposure to the group and then adding um, some diversification to the rest of the portfolio with some energy because we didn't have any energy names at all um, in the portfolio at the time. So, uh, you know, we get we get the benefit of a lot of different um, a lot of different names. But so anyway, getting back to being here in California, seeing a lot of um, a lot of uh, a lot of expensive uh, places to fill up your tank and uh, even Costco uh, was about 
um, almost uh, 580 a gallon out here, Chris. So it's still it's still very expensive out here. It uh, is, but I'll go to the 580 pump before the seven dollar pump every time. Oh no 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 uh, no question. How, how big how big was the gas line at Costco? It was huge, always huge. I mean, it 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 goes. Uh, I want to say it's uh, you know about nine lanes open, Chris, and about it goes about seven or eight deep every, every, for each lane. So yeah, it's uh, it, it's huge. And yeah, and of course, you know, the nice thing is that mo I would say probably about forty percent of the people who go to the line for gas end up going back into the store anyway, um, or or vice versa. So. It's funny. It's funny you bring that up because I talked to my brother today. He flew back. He flew back from Albany like I did. He got back even later last night. Where did he go this morning? Already? Costco. 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 Yeah. Um, but I, I was going to mention something, uh, Chris, about the um, about the Fed. You know, we have quite a few Fed speakers coming coming up to um, to yap it up later this week, and mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we've talked in the past about quantitative tightening QT, which is their um, effort to try and reduce the balance sheet. And um, in a surprise move, Chris, last week, I saw, we saw the, the balance sheet actually rising. Um, now, of course, their goal is about 95 to sell about 95 to $100 billion of bonds every month. And, and of course, that no, those numbers are going to be lumpy based on cash flows and based on maturities on the bond. So you, you, you don't really get some kind of consistent thing. But two weeks ago, there was a reduction of about $46 billion on the balance sheet. And that was the week where the markets were got slammed four days in a row and then actually were up on Friday. So and then last week we saw an increase in the in the balance sheet. So of course we had that huge amount of liquidity. So you could see the connection there when when liquidity is being drained off the balance sheet, you, you see that it really has a negative effect on markets. And the opposite occurs when, when you get some positives or, or, or say that liquidity just stays in the markets, we get that big pop like we had last week. So I, I, I think this is something that the Fed pays attention to. I think they really have mm -hmm. to start getting their ducks in order. If they're, if, you know, it's, it's a matter of putting the, uh, you know, is it, it's, is it just lip service? Is it, you know, you know, like they say, money talks, bullshit walks. It's, are they actually? Hey, 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 family, family, family podcast. What are you family doing? Family show here. All right. Money talks, BS walks. And, and they say, you know, are they, are they going to um, do what they say they're, they're committed to do, which is reducing the balance sheet, or are they just going to keep dragging it on for months and months and years and years? We'll see. How often does that data come out? Once a week, Chris, after the close on Thursday, so we get okay. the uh, about 4:30 Eastern time. We get the data um, about where the where the balance sheet is. Okay, all right. So we'll just have to continue to watch that Check. and see what yep. it means. Maybe for some late week in uh, rallies. Anything on the options front, Bob? I think you mentioned there's options expiration coming up. Yeah, Friday's options expiration, and then after tomorrow, um, December will be the front month on VIX uh, term structure, VIX futures. So um, that is currently portraying about a, a, a modest um, bullish uh, slant for the for the markets, for the equity markets. Uh, options expiration coming up on Friday. Uh, we have quite a few options expiring. It's not one of those uh, triple witching deals. That's next month in December, but uh, uh, it'll be a it, it'll Friday will be a lot of there'll be a lot of firework coming out because uh, a lot of options are, have come in the money after. Um, being way way out of the money for the past few weeks, so uh, you know people will be selling selling calls and rolling them into into uh, into 2023. Okay, so before we get out of here, I, I just want to talk about one company. Um, you know, I, I think we 
continue to see the opportunity with it. That's of course SIBO. Uh, yeah, we know we know the markets are going to continue to be volatile. I, I think we we've been we talked about reasons why. Yet the stock has kind of pulled back a little bit. Bob, do you, do you think people have seen the recent decline in the VIX and perhaps they're a little too um, comfortable with what they think might be happening and they're translating that into oh, SIBO might see some weakness ahead. Um, I th- it, it could be it, that could be true, Chris. But I I, I just think it's just a uh, um, it, it's had a, it, it had a big run. Um, I want to say from the 200-day moving average middle of October, it went from about 116 up to about 130. Mm-hmm. So you know, given about what, so it's about 14%, and it's basically lost all that all that move right. there. Right. Um, I'm I, I'm not I'm not too concerned, and I mean volume and uh, selling hit pretty hard last week on Thursday and Friday. Um, volatility. So what? So in Volatility products are becoming are real are real um, popular and and there's a lot of demand there. That's when we see the the pops in in, in this particular company. We see SIBO doing really well. Um, so maybe some uh, volatility sellers hit on Thursday and Friday, which is definitely what we saw on Friday. Um, and, and 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 maybe people aren't holding that protection anymore. So I think that 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 is a very strong direct uh, connection there, good correlation there. However, it, you know, I think with all the businesses that uh, the SIBO has, um, it's not just reliant on volatility to make their make their money. They're doing all sorts of other things. And uh, li- listen, I mean, even even uh, uh, we were talking about it today that not only are there um, option expirations Monday, Wednesday, Friday, they've thrown in Tuesday now. And then once they throw in Thursday, it'll be every single day <laughs> it's going to be an options expiration. Um, and, and they only do this, Chris, because there's some demand for it. If, if, if one person wants to wants to trade options, they'll put a they'll put a product out there. So got it. it it's uh, it's meaningful. All right. Well, I also noticed that uh, ChargePoint continues to be volatile. You know, we I talked about it on the rundown today. Here it is around you know 1330. Uh, you know, I know we did some prudent uh, trimming last week. That was smart on our part, I think. Um, but I, I do think around here, this is probably a good spot that people can kind of wade into it if they if they're a little underweighted on it. On the chart, Chris, I I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give everybody a little a little a uh, little surprise here. I see some really good strong uh, technical conditions here that could, this stock could get a good pop up towards 17 in the next uh, month or so. Excellent, so, excellent, excellent. 13 All right. back to 17. I mean that's a that's that's a nice uh, what seven or what is that thirty uh, percent move? So I'll, I mean I'll take it. Well, it is it is, but remember we're always looking for something you know a little longer term because yep. as you know that Biden infrastructure is going to continue to you know the spigot's about to open. Uh, that New York Times article that came out today, uh, we'll see if we can share it with members in a link. Um, very very bullish for EV adoption, and again as more EVs are on the road, we're going to see that pressure point and need for um, charging stations continue to rise. I think I, I, I would also say one more thing, Chris, is that, yeah. uh, um, you know, if, if for, for members to keep their eye on Chipotle, which had a, uh, a, a good size drop after earnings last time around, and it, it's recovered above the 200 and now the 20 day moving average had three real strong days in a row, Chris, it's off of uh, 1370. It's up almost um, 170 points in the past uh, three sessions. Um, uh, members, keep your eye on that one. Well, you know why? 
Why is that? Because when people go do, I mean, at least for me, when I go do my Christmas shopping in person, the little that I do, um, I usually swing into a Chipotle and get something to eat while I'm out. That's right. That's right. You're, you're, you're probably, if, if, if probably more people doing that than you. Uh, um, and, and the lines are always, always long and uh, burritos are, are, are good. And they're coming up with, new. I, I think they're going to come out with a couple of new, uh, new items in 2023 as well, too. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. keep your eye on Chipotle, everyone. All right. Anything. So that's it, Bob. That's it. That's all I got for you. All right. All right, members. We will see you within the next edition of the podcast. That'll be a week from today. I think that's the 21st, the week of Thanksgiving. Yep. Um, who, you know, I'm sure we'll have a lot of good stuff to talk about. And maybe Bob will tell us the fantastic pie that he'll be making for Thanksgiving. And and uh, maybe if I have a if if, if we get run into some we, we always get some turkeys running in our front yard and our backyard. Uh, if, if I get a picture of one of those things, I'll send it along to uh, to the members as well, too. That would be awesome. All right, everybody. We will see you next week. Thanks, guys.